you would, turn to Psalm chapter 67. We're going to continue tonight talking about faith for prosperity, but the Lord gave me some specific things for you tonight. Hallelujah. In Psalm 67, verse 1. Hallelujah. You've heard this prayer before. Verse 1. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Selah. That, um, or Selah. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. So listen to that. Get the purpose of that. That he be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine on us. Why? Is verse 2 is why? That your way may be known upon earth and your saving health among all nations. He wants to bless us, make us healthy, so that His saving health is known among all the nations. And nations is always refers to the lost. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Africa, or that's a continent, that's not a nation. But uh, Ethiopia, uh, you know, Belgium, that's not nations. Nations is the lost. Even in America, that's the nations, the people that don't know God. They're the nations. And sometimes the Bible refers to them as the Gentiles. Uh, but we are the church. There's three people groups, the Jews, the nations, and the church. And we are the church, not just river church, but every person that's born again in the whole earth is the church. And we live in the church age. For the last 2,000 years have been the church age or the time when the church would be glorified and the church would rule and reign in the earth. Hallelujah. The church age is coming to an end. Joe Morris was talking about it. It's winding down. It's going to be over. And we're going to be caught up with Him in the air and be with Him for seven years at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Going to have some great stuff at that marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And uh, going to be trained, actually. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians going to go start in preschool where they take the three-year-olds. You know, and going, okay, we got to get the basics here. You, you're saved, but you barely are saved because you, you don't know anything. That's why it's good to come now in church and learn. So you don't have to start preschool in the seven years. You can go, maybe you could start third grade or maybe you could go to junior high or high school or hallelujah. Or maybe you could be a teacher. Hallelujah. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, and so, uh, and that for seven years. And while the we're there doing that, the nations, the people that aren't saved, are going to be here in the tribulation in a horrible time. A horrible tribulation is going to come upon the earth. Horrible things happening. Hallelujah. And that's going to last seven years. And that doesn't sound like very long. Because right now in the church age, seven years goes by like that. But they're going to be begging God for it to be over. It's going to be so bad. And then at the end of seven years, we're going to come back with Jesus and we're going to rule and reign on the earth with Him. We'll be the governors the, the, uh, of the states. We'll be the, uh, the mayors of the cities. We'll be, we'll be in charge and it'll be like we say. And we'll be taking our orders from headquarters, which will be Jerusalem. And Jesus on the throne in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So that's how it is. Now drop down to verse 7 in Psalm 67. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear Him. So here we have some purpose in God blessing us. He wants to heal us so that His saving, healing power is known among the nations. His saving health. And He wants to bless us. To bless us. Because He wants the nations to know, the heathen to know that all the ends of the earth will fear God because we're so blessed. You know, you need to get so blessed it scares your neighbors. Hallelujah. Say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Glory. Okay. So the Lord spoke to me this afternoon. I was actually already had my message, but he gave me something extra to go with it. And he said, what to do during a financial challenge? And this is going to be pretty fast. So get this stuff down. Hallelujah. Because you might encounter a financial challenge. Now, I don't believe the people of God ever have trouble. So you don't have financial trouble. We don't have trouble. We might have a challenge that we have to overcome. The world has trouble or tribulation. We don't. 
Hallelujah. We have challenges that we have to overcome, but we always are winner. The, the, deck, the deck is stacked in our favor. Jesus already triumphed for us. And it's done. So here I'm going to give you what to do during a financial challenge. Number one, and I cannot stress this enough. This is about the whole key right here. You can about do everything else wrong and get this part right. And you will come out on the other end. Let me tell you what it is. Stay in faith. No matter what happens, stay in faith. Hallelujah. I like what Keith Moore, he says this. I don't know if he still says it, but he used to say, if you're laying on the floor and the devil has his foot on your neck, you say, I'm winning. Hallelujah. Stay in faith. No matter what, at all costs, stay in faith. And that means you're going to have to double up. When you're in a financial challenge, you need to double up on hearing teaching concerning financial prosperity. When you're in a financial challenge and things are really, you're really in there in the challenge, you, it's not the time to even get out your end time update tapes and listen to all the stuff on the book of Revelation. That's not the time for that. It's not going, you know, it's same when you need healing. The time for the end time update is not now. It's like, no, to live is everything. And so you get in there. You don't even, you know, you need to let somebody else in your house believe for the finances. And you take all of your faith and you put it on health. And you put it on coming through that, 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 uh, that challenge that's up, that's come against you in your health. But if you're in a financial challenge, that's the time to double up. Don't just do your normal, what you would do. But listen, if you're in an, if you're in a financial challenge, you ought to know every prosperity scripture in the Word of God. Have them underlined, marked in blue or green in your Bible, whatever you designate, and be able to turn to them. You ought to know it all. We ought to poke you with our finger and financial scriptures would blurp out. And if you're in a health challenge, I ought to be able to poke you. I ought to be able to say, uh, start rattling off the healing scriptures and you start in Exodus 15, 23. And go to Revelation chapter, uh, what is it, 12, 10. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. And that, and you know every one of them in between, and you can say them on demand. And if you don't know them, you need to know them so you'll be prepared for the challenge. So it won't come, or if it did try to get... And I'm not even just talking... I tell you what, you'll find if you get those things in you, that even the little things like the colds and the flu and the... You know, all that will just quit coming. Or if it even happens to you, you'll knock it out in 20 or 30 minutes. Hallelujah. But I guarantee if you don't have the Word in you, it'll drag on and you'll cough for six months. And you'll be like, I just don't understand this. Well, you don't have anything in you. Hallelujah. So, so Romans 10, 17. So we double up on our financial prosperity and faith teaching. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. Faith cometh by hearing, not having heard. Hallelujah. Also, and this is still under number one, double up on speaking the Word. But it'll, cause it'll keep your faith high and it gives God something to work with. Jeremiah 1 12, he hastens over his word to perform it. And you've got to give God something to work with. And so when you're just walking down the hall of your house, don't waste time. You know, you're just walking, start saying a scripture while you're walking. Who is on self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. You know, you got this. And while you're walking, if you're on the health challenge, that's what you're saying. If you're in the financial challenge, you're saying something concerning finances. Hallelujah. Number two, what to do during a financial challenge. Number two, continue to sow. The very worst thing you can do is quit sowing. I don't care if you have to sew pencils and scraps of paper or pennies and nickels and dimes. Always show cash when possible. Hallelujah. But, I mean, if it gets to down, if it gets down to where you are going through your house and giving away your knickknacks and your things and your clothes, so, hallelujah, that is so important because the law of the kingdom is if you don't sow, you won't reap. That is law. That is spiritual law. And even if you've already sown in past days, you've got to water the seed with keeping on sowing. You've got to keep the thing flowing. And so that's number two. Number three, guard against anger, disappointment, and blame. And some of you in this room right now, have you are angry, 
about uh, and jealous of uh, you're jealous of other people's prosperity you're angry at God because your family doesn't have what other people families have and you blame you're blaming people maybe in your family maybe you blame the husband maybe you blame the wife you are wasting your time you are defeating yourself when you enter into that and the scripture for that is uh, Proverbs 4:23 keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life when you've got these things in your heart it won't it 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 it, it just don't won't cause finances to flow Hallelujah. So you have to get rid of the anger and the disappointment. Even the frustration and disappointment and anger with yourself. If it's even just pointed towards yourself, you will not you cannot live like that. You cannot walk under condemnation and have the blessings of God. Condemnation will defeat your faith. If you made a financial mistake, repent of it. We've all done it. Repent of it and you have to get rid of the condemnation. And hallelujah. Number four, praise and thank God. And turn over to Psalm 34, 1. Praise and thank God. Even in the midst of the challenge. Don't wait till you are come out of it. The way out is through praising and thanking Him. Psalm 34, 1. I will bless the Lord when? At all times. At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will praise the Lord at all times. At all times. That means when the challenge is there, when it's when it's when the report is bad, when big bill comes in. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be at be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And another scripture, first Thessalonians five eighteen, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Turn over there. First Thessalonians five eighteen. In everything give thanks. Are you there? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, uh, that doesn't mean the situation you're in is the will of God. It means it's the will of God for you to give thanks. In everything, it's the will of God for you to give thanks. The situation you're in is not the will of God. He wants you to be blessed so that the nations see it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then number five, this is the last one, what to do during a financial challenge. Number five, keep your heart right. Now you may say, well, that sounds just like guard guard your heart. But this is not. Keep your heart right. I'm talking here about motives. Motives for prosperity. Our motives. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When your heart's pure and your motives are right, then you will see the hand of God in your life. You will see God manifest in your life. And when your motives are wrong, James says, we have not because we ask not. We ask and do not receive because we ask amiss. One version says, with impure motives. Our motives have to be right for prosperity. Hallelujah. And the motive is... Is that the uh, is is to be a blessing, not to? And you know you can't get that off the TV. You can't get that watching the rich, the the lifestyles of the rich and famous, on TV. You can't get that watching the Kardashians. Although I've never watched them, I never want to. But you know, and or just because they're rich, the path to hell is lined with lined with people like that. I'm telling you, that is just you know. And you and 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 the selfish, and the world is self-serving. It's all about themselves. It's all about, and then they don't, you know. You got to be a blessing, and that's got to be your motive. Hallelujah. Now brings me to the next thing the Lord wants me to tell you: the Word of God is a double-edged sword. Do we know that? We know that because Hebrews four twelve tells us. That the word is sharper and more powerful than a two-edged sword. It has two edges to it. Now that, and that brings me to explain something to you. Because you have to understand these things in order to... Um, God needs you to be wise where prosperity is concerned so that He can prosper you. For instance, we know that the Word of God tells us to be filled or to be full. But to also be hungry. And we have to find that balance between being full of the Holy Spirit, being full, 
but also being hungry. Now, the next thing, be always believing and pressing for increase. But at the same time, the Word tells us to be content. And I know people that are pressing, and they're pressing, and they're pressing for increase, but they're not content. You've got to love life today, but at the same time, press to go on and go higher. Does that make sense? And the Word teaches that. The Word teaches us that we have to take a risk. You'll never have anything without taking a risk. Sowing is taking a risk. Or it feels like a risk when you're doing it. You know, doesn't it? But at the same time, the Word tells us to teaches us to live within our means. So there's a balance there. And we have to find it. The, the Bible teaches us to be of good reputation. But at the same time, it tells us to make ourselves of no reputation. In other words, we're to have a good reputation, but at the same time, we're not to care what people think. If you care what people think, the Bible says the fear of man is a snare. Uh, The Bible tells us to be meek, but at the same time, it tells us to be bold. And so it's this double-edged sword, and the Lord wants you to understand that and be aware of that. Because if you don't, you'll discount the prosperity message. Because you'll look at scriptures that talk about... uh, what it seems to be, it seems like we're not to have money. It seems like uh, we're to be uh, content with very little. And that, uh, but yet the Bible teaches many, many scriptures on prospering. Hallelujah! But you know, while you're in the midst of prospering, you can't can't be unhappy and please God. You have to be filled with joy at every level of your prosperity. Hallelujah. You have to be blessed and so happy at every level. And yet at the same time, praise God, I'm believing you, Lord, to increase every day, every week. And there's people that could take scriptures and talk you out of the prosperity message. But they're not seeing the other side of the sword. And then there's people that only see one side of the sword. And you could, you can literally be the most obnoxious Christian in the whole world with the faith. But there's a double-edged sword. And we have to live by both sides. And find that balance in there, uh, in that. You know, the uh, I read that book and I gave it to Pastor. Now he's reading it. But um, what was it about the Jews? Uh, the Phenomena of Jewish Wealth. And how they are so prosperous. And it's such a mindset with the Jewish people. It's in their DNA. It's passed down through the generations. All the way from the covenant of Abraham. They've never thought any different than we're supposed to be wealthy. And we're supposed to prosper. And that's all they... You, it is a very low percentage of Jewish people that are ever manual laborers. They do not do manual labor. Their parents give them a choice. Doctor, lawyer, businessman. Hallelujah. And uh, But one thing that was really noteworthy to me about the Jewish people, that while they're in this process, and when, oh, when they came to America, when they came to America and came through and, you know, came to New York and all, oh, they, they, that was one time when they did do manual labor. They started in the garment factories of New York. But they made a commitment. They had to. They didn't have any choice. They had zero money when they got to America. They were persecuted, thrown out of Europe, and, uh, you know, and, uh, but they made a commitment. One generation of this, and that's all. And by the end of the one generation of working in the garment factories, they were all, they were owning the businesses. Oh, now they own it. You can't hardly do, you, we don't do anything in America that the Jews don't own. You have to read it. It will amaze you at all the uh, all the movies, the producers, the the uh, the movie studios. The you know they're all all uh, Dillard's is one of the few department stores in all of America that's not owned by Jews or has or bought or were bought out by Jews. If not owned and started by Jews, then bought out. But all of Macy's, Bloomingdale's, all that it's all Jewish. How, they're calling the shots. Let me t- just tell you. It's pretty much, and they are a very minute percentage in America, but they have tremendous influence in this nation. 
It's amazing. But anyway, the thing that impressed me about them was one of the things they set themselves to do is every little increase, every little blessing, every little kindness is shown that's shown towards them. They make an effort to be extremely grateful for even the slightest increase, the slightest blessing. If someone shows them the most slightest kindness, littlest, the littlest thing. Are y'all teaching your kids to be that way? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, when your kid is three years old or maybe younger, you ought to go to Walmart and buy them a little pack of thank you notes. And they are, and you know, you print it and they have their little whatever they do. You know, I know I've gotten a lot of little thank yous from my grandkids that mama printed it and they put a little whatever on it, you know. They X'd it of some kind of way, you know. And they cut and showing gratitude. That's one way to keep it flowing. Keep the keep the blessings flowing. Acknowledge not only to God, but to people, their kindnesses and their be a blessing. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. You can't. I cannot stress that enough. That's part of being a blessing. Is not just having your hand out and being a taker, but be a blessing back by acknowledging that that things are. I just. I just am a stickler for that, and that doesn't mean I've never missed a time doing it. Don't get me wrong. I have. But Matt Pastor and I both make an effort to, to, to be a blessing and to, 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 to really acknowledge that somebody tried to increase us. Somebody thought enough of us to sow a seed into our lives. And we're very grateful for that. So um, in this church, and you know this, we teach blessing but we also teach good character. And I would I don't want to see you be prospered and made rich and have poor character or be lazy. I don't want to see it happen. Hallelujah. And for, number one, I don't think it can happen. Uh, short of winning Powerball or something. And that's not good character. <laughs> I didn't get any amens on that one, but hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all aren't all driving across the Tennessee line, are you, to get your numbers? <laughs> no, hallelujah. Uh, if you do it, if you win it, I want you to tithe and then line, I want you to lie and say you found the ticket on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's I'm just messing with you. So we teach blessing and good character. We teach purity, which would not be lying, would it? And power. Hallelujah. But you are going to have some fancy explaining to do. I know they're at First Baptist Church Seagraves, the banker, the banker in, in those years, the president of the bank in Seagraves, he won on the ponies in New Mexico. He won the Quinella. And, uh, uh, he, and boy, his wife made him tithe on it. Hallelujah. And that was pretty much all over town. You don't do things like that in Seagraves and not ever, without any, everybody knowing. Hallelujah. Probably didn't bother him. But anyway, <clears throat> the fear of seeking blessing has cost the church, the worldwide church, dearly. Failure to passionately pursue the blessing of God is the most selfish trait of the church. It is selfish for you not to pursue blessing. Why? Because you can't help anybody unless you're blessed. It is sin for you to be content. To It's not sin to have to use welfare to get going. It is not sin, but it is sin to be content to stay there. Because why? You can't be a blessing. And besides all that, you have a covenant with Almighty God. You do not have a covenant with the United States of America. And, what you, and they will fail you. They will fail you. Hallelujah. But God will never fail you. So, you know, it's not a sin to have to have it, but it's a sin to be willing to stay there. And you need to fight passionately to come out of assistance if you have to have it. 
and get to the next place. Um, hallelujah. God rewards work. Take a job. Take any job. I mean, any job that's moral. You do know I'm saying moral jobs, you know. Any moral job, start anywhere. Start anywhere and work your way up. There is nobody that can't work. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair. Guess what you have? You have a brain. And they also have, uh, uh, and I say nobody that can't work. I guess there are people that are brain dead and different things that are in nursing homes and stuff like that. But they actually have it set up where you can make work computers with, you know, Joni Erickson, Tada, Tada, however you say her name, she paints her with a paintbrush in her mouth. So no excuses. Hallelujah. And if you can't do anything else, guess what you can do? You can make yourself valuable by being a person of prayer. I'm sorry, but the nursing homes ought to be full of prayers. That generation ought to be praying us through. The ones that still have their minds. They should. That's what they should be doing. Hallelujah. That's what I intend to do. I tend to be a little old lady uh, praying. And, I, you know, and little old ladies, uh, you know, like my grandmother, my great-grandmother, when she got old, well, I know my mom smoked. My mom was a smoker. And, my, of course, my, this was my great-grandmother. I remember she just, and she had on shorts, too, and my grandmother was uh, Pentecostal holiness. And, uh, boy, she didn't like them shorts, and she just reached over and just pinched a lot out of my mother on the leg. And that's the kind of little old lady I'm going to be. I'm telling you, when I get old enough to do that. you got to be about 93 to do that. And then when you find somebody in sin, you just reach over there and you just, you just take a hunk out of them. And you just say, you get your life in line, or I'll hit you with my cane. You know, and you can be that when you're a little old lady. I'm going to be the spunkiest little old lady in Tuscaloosa. Hallelujah. And y'all are right behind me. Don't be looking at me like that. I'm not that much older than y'all. Some of you anyway. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we, we don't want to be selfish. We want to pursue prosperity you know some places would tell you well it's selfish for you to pursue prosperity not if you are intending to be a blessing with it not if you're intending to finance the kingdom in Tuscaloosa County not if you're intending to help the poor not if you're intending to to finance scholarships and help people go to college and uh, I, I mean all feed the feed the hungry and you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna start a healing ministry and hallelujah and even be a blessing to our city hallelujah so it's it's not right for the church the the pastors the preachers or anybody else to say that it is humility to be poor. We are to be a model of the goodness of God. Boy, we are so, one thing we're supposed to do when we prosper is to be so free to give our testimony of how it happened. You know, the man, the Gadarene demoniac who had all those devils cast out of him, Jesus told him, go do, go, go tell what great things God has done for you. And um, when we're healed, when we're prospered and we have a, you know, we get 35 cars in one month sold or whatever we do. We're to give God the glory and give God the praise. We're to encourage the church with it. But we're to give that testimony out there in the marketplace too. And just, you know, I just want to tell you how God blessed me this month. Don't take the credit yourself. Well, you know, I'm the best hot shot person you ever did see. No. No, and we don't, you just say, you, I tell you what, do you, and you know, just, just give your testimony. Modeling the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I was going to do something else tonight. I don't think I have time. Just talked and talked and talked, didn't I? 
Pastor, you got something to add to that? Hallelujah. Well, let's talk just for a minute. We won't talk long uh, about the bank of heaven. And I want you to turn over to Philippians 4, verse 14. And we'll talk about this for a minute. Y'all may not have known there's a bank in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I think that as Christians, uh, <laughs> hallelujah, that we often or most often are asking God for too little instead of too much. We ought to bring all of our needs before God. If you need a new pair of shoes, we ought to be bringing it before God. Instead of doing without, I think it's a sin to just have a need and not even talk to God about it. It's not. It's it's just it's just a low level of 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 understanding of our Father and His care for us and how much He wants to bless us. And it's also a low level of understanding of all the resources that God has at His disposal and how He is so not limited to what you can see in your job and and um, and and even the people you know. I know I'm believing God for something right now. And I said, Lord, just wake up. The, and I started to say the people I know. And I just thought, no, Lord, just wake up everybody that you know <laughs> that has something that they can give. It's not who we know. It's who he knows. Hallelujah. I believe there's people that'll obey God right here in Tuscaloosa County. But if there's not, he can go to Birmingham and call on them. Hallelujah. I know he's gone to Texas more than once for us and notified some people there and said, send money to Alabama. Hallelujah. And you know, that's one good thing about new relationships. I know me and Pastor have a new relationship in Texas, just uh, from Pastor sowing his book into somebody. And, you know, hallelujah. Well, you say, well, I don't have a book to sow. Well, you can buy one. You may not have wrote one, but you can buy one. You can start sowing books. Uh, I mean, Kathleen and Lawrence buy many books and sow them all over God's green earth. You ought to have some stuff you're sowing. The word, you know, the sower sows the word, not just fine. Some people don't need your dollars, but they do need your word. They need the word of God that you carry in your hand. Hallelujah. And you need to have something to sow on you where the word is concerned. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just think we'll stop right there. Let me, I'm not even going to talk about that. I just want to do something. Okay, how many of you in here need a word tonight? You need a word to stand on or you need a word of encouragement. You need some a word tonight. Not, not financials. You need a word. You may need finances too, but you just feel the need for, I got to have something to encourage me. I got to have something to help me get to the next place. I got to have something and I need it tonight. I want you to stand up right now. Okay. Okay. There. Okay. Keep on standing up. If you need it and you will take it, if you will take the word tonight, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, you're going to get a word tonight. You're going to get the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Now, don't put your Bible up because you're the one that's going to give it. Everybody get your Bible out. Hallelujah. Y'all didn't think we was through, did you? Okay, I want you, there's 8,000 promises in this Bible. I want everyone, I want you to find one, right? I want you to turn to one. Might be one that meant something to you or one you just think of, one that pops in your head right now. Turn to a, turn to a promise right now. Not you, Pamela. You're standing up for a word, aren't you? Shut your Bible. Okay, everybody else. Everybody's not standing. You got you got a promise? 
You got a promise? Okay. I want you to find right now who in this room you're supposed to go give it to. Hallelujah. I want you to stand up. If you've got a promise right now, I want you to go give it to somebody. I guarantee you it's going to fit their situation. God's ordering this. And go give them a word. Did you get your word or did you, you need to write it down if you, you got the reference? Okay. Be sure and make sure they get the reference so they can meditate on it themselves. If, if you decided you needed a word and you didn't stand up, go ahead and stand up now. Hallelujah. Who else are, who, 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 uh, who has a scripture that you looked up but you didn't get to give it away? Did anybody look up a scripture and you said, this is a promise and I don't have anybody to give it to? Praise God. Did you have a promise, Jennifer Baker? Do you have something you're looking at? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Myron has a promise. Hallelujah. I want you to find who in this room, if they may not have stood up. They, so, you know, sometimes we don't know we need a word, but we do. Because we may know we may face something tomorrow. Hallelujah. So I want you to find, if you had a word, but you didn't give it, because it's, everybody was taken, I want you to find who in this room you're supposed to give it to and go give them that word. Hallelujah. We all need words. We all need words. So find who it's supposed to go to. Hallelujah. Because I know some of you got a good word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Is that everybody? Did everybody give the word out? Hallelujah. Praise God. Did you get an encouraging word? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else have a word they're supposed to give out? Pastor has a word he's supposed to give out. Anybody else? You say, I've got a word I know I'm supposed to give this out. If you don't know who it's for at all, let's just give it to the whole church. Hallelujah. And the ones that need it will jump on it. Hallelujah. Pastor, go ahead. Or is it for the whole church? Or? It sure works. It's, it's general, but it is, it's just... Uh, Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good. The word is excellence and happiness to them that love God, to them who are the called, the appointed, according to his purpose, his plan, and his intention. Confess that. Say all things, all things. Work, together work together for good for, good. for, me, for me because I'm the called, I'm the called. According, to God's purposes. according to God's purposes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You're turning every situation that's contrary around right now in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord, all oh, that is, though it may seem in this room to some people like they may not make it, they're going to. That's just a feeling. They're going to make it. You're going to see to it. You're going to see them clear to the other side. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that... Um, um, Hallelujah, that joy is coming in the morning in Jesus' name. That joy is on its way. Hallelujah. Praise God. We thank you, Lord God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your good hand upon us corporately as a church, as River Church. And that, Lord, things are turning uh, out amazing in this church. I thank you, Lord God, that even now this shit city is being drawn in shaken the people that go down this highway are being arrested in their thinking in their mentality i thank you father god that we're having a breakthrough and a breakout religion is breaking off of people and people all over our city and county are hungrier than they've ever been they're searching they're hungry and lord those that are hungry will be filled and satisfied lord you're thrusting us all out as labors into their path open 
open doors of opportunity that we can speak forth your word, that we can sow the word, Lord, either by mouth or by book or in any form. Lord, we give you the praise for that. We thank you, Father God, that you're supplying all this church's needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus, that we are fully supplied. We have no lack. We don't. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we acknowledge that you are the complete source of our supply. We give you gratitude for every blessing that you have given us, every word of even encouragement that you have spoken to our hearts. We're supremely grateful for it. Lord, we're grateful, Father, in this church for the offerings that come in from among us, but also those, Lord, that you are so good to send from without, Lord, to supply the need of this church. We're grateful for the buyer that you've sent for the building. We call it sold. It's done. It's accomplished. The the mountain has to move when we say so, and we speak to that building and call you sold. You're a blessing to someone. We thank you, Lord. God. We pray for our pastor. We thank you. He has wisdom. We thank you, Lord. He's filled with the knowledge of your will for this church. We thank you for the leaders of this church that they what they put their hand to is prospering. We thank you, Lord God, that they have a spirit of excellence and they do the will of God with a willing heart. They have a heart to uh, uh, give and a mind to work and hands that uh, uh, Lord enjoy serving you in Jesus' name. Father, knit us together corporate in love. Lord, let us bear one another's burdens. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I want three people to go over to Jennifer Graham and transmit the healing anointing into her right now. Hallelujah. If you have a healing anointing and you know it, Go transmit the healing anointing into her. You don't have to pray long. You just transmit the anointing into her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else in here need the healing anointing? You need healing in your body. Are you believing? Ma'am, are you believing? You are. Stand up. Three people go transmit the healing anointing into this precious lady. Man, she is a prayer. Hallelujah. I told her to come to Tuscaloosa and pray with us all the time. She helped us before the service. She sowed her life. You, you in, transmit to her right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that with the healing anointing right now, we transmit it. By the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. You said we'd lay hands on the sick. They would recover. And we thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't repeat, we don't believe the report of the devil. We believe the report of the Lord, which says by his stripes, we were healed in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else say, I need the healing anointing transmitted into me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody, anybody else that have a, if you have a need and you need prayer, stand up right now. If you have a need and you need prayer, it might wasn't for healing, obviously. And it, you didn't need a word, but you say, I need prayer. Hallelujah. If you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not sure. If you're ready for that rapture, for that catching away of the church, and you don't want to be left in go to go through the tribulation, and, and you need to receive Jesus, slip your hand up right now, and somebody I'll have somebody pray with you. We won't embarrass you. Hallelujah. Just slip your hand up right now. If you need to receive Jesus Christ, you're not sure. You don't know if you were to die tonight, whether you'd be in heaven with God. Hallelujah. Everybody know? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so good to know. It's so good to know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to have a good time Sunday. Hallelujah. So be here. And we're going to take the offering right now. Okay, Eric wants to speak. You be passing out envelopes while he speaks. Raise your hand if you need him. 
I just need to give a testimony for I'm so grateful for something the Lord did for me this week. Um, I'll try not to bore you with details, but the uh, at work, the Florida Department of Revenue was auditing us, and um, they found something, a mistake. They found an issue, you know, and it was, uh, and so they said, they took that one issue and they said, okay, because you made this one error, we're going to apply that error to the whole three-year audit period, and so you owe this large chunk of money, you know. And so I, I put together a response to them and said, you know, and gave them all these reasons why it shouldn't be that way, and and uh, and and one of my reasons was it was a one-time error. It doesn't, you know, didn't apply to the whole thing. And so, you know, and some people told me, well, you know, they're not. It's not going to do any good, but you know, good try. And so then they came back and they said, okay. <coughs> If you can prove that it was one error, then we'll let you off. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll send you the information. And this was um, last Wednesday morning. And so I started doing the research and pulling the data, and I found another error. And uh, I was just, my heart just sank, you know. And uh, and so, but I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know, I, this is none of their, you know, this other error is none of their business, you know. And I, you know, I started weighing it in my mind, and so I called uh, kind of the guy that we call for these kind of things, another a CPA in town here, and I said, what do you think? And he said, don't do it, don't tell them, you know, it's none of their business, and you'll be sorry if you do, you know. And um, I said, okay, I said, that's what I thought you'd say. And uh, so then, but I just, you know, it was just eating me up, you know. <laughs> And so then I came to church last Wednesday night, and uh, the whole time I was just thinking, you know, this is not, you know, this is not how you're going to do it. You know, this is not the right thing. And but you know, so but it you know, it was, you know, but it was not a black and white thing to me. I mean, it was the Department of Revenue, you know, and you know they're they're evil anyway. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> they they deserve it, you know, they deserve it. So but anyways. I knew I knew what I had to do, so then, um, and I didn't ask my bosses because I didn't want them to tell me what to do, and then we have to go against them. So I just uh, Thursday morning I called the guy and I told him I said, "Look, this is the deal, you know, just to be honest with you." And he said, "Okay," and then uh, I didn't hear anything else, and so I've been waiting for my letter that either said we're sending a team to attack your books or or what. And I got the letter today, and it said you're free and clear. We're sending you a, a refund. So. Oh, yeah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've been having that honesty thing. You want us to testify? Come on. Hallelujah. We've been talking about honesty, hadn't we? First of all, I thank God that's the head of my life. I thank the pastor and wife and congregation for blessing me to come in their church to sit and worship and praise God with them. And first of all, I just thank God for giving me favor and answering my prayer for me to come and see my daughter, Laquino. I just thank God, like it say in the Bible, train up a child the way it's supposed to go, and they won't depart later on. And I thank God for leading and keeping me praying on my knees that she won't stray as she got older. And sometimes... You know, it says, like it said in the Bible, that, you know, mother against daughter, father and son and stuff like that. But if you just keep praying, you know, and that love will flow between you and your family, your siblings. And we just been praying. And now me and Queen is like partners with love. I think the love in her heart when she see her mother down, that she helped, you know, with the word. For me to get strength to, you know, to keep going and vice versa. So I thank God for just keep praying and praying. And I also thank God how the weather is down here. It could have been snowing. I thank God for giving me favor. I thank God for giving me favor because we was debating on the airplane and, you know, how to get here on the bus. And I just kept praying and trusting, gave God, like you say, faith. And I prayed and believed and said, God, you know, you're going to work this out. At the right time, he do things right on time. And I pray and look, I got a ride with favor, with discount, you know, 
And then it's sunny down here. I heard about Alabama. And I see y'all are, you know, just like me, with love in your heart. You ain't snobby. You know, you're not rolling your eyes. You know, you're not looking around. Everybody in here has got their man on serving God. And I love that. I've been wanting to get in a church like that. So I don't mean to talk a lot, but y'all pray for me and I pray for y'all. And that we all grow together and make it to the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I can't hardly believe she is concerned about it snowing here. <laughs> Yeah, we wish it. Yeah, we wish it would snow in June in Alabama. <laughs> I know, Hallelujah. Amen. We understood. I'm. I was just teasing you, Hallelujah. Alrighty, Hallelujah. I just wanted to say, um, several weeks ago, we were um, in here, and Miss Debbie uh, encouraged everybody to, uh, or whoever wanted to, to believe God for things, and we all, some of us spoke things out, and um, I spoke out that I was believing God for a job, and um, so about a week and a half, maybe later, um, Eric comes up to me and and uh, offers me a job at Coral, so I just I wanted to give that testimony. Hallelujah! I praise God. For... Praise God. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else got that prayer answered yet? I'm I, if you if those paid for houses, we had already heard you screaming on the other side of Tuscaloosa, wouldn't we? Hallelujah. Clear up Northport. I could have heard it. I guarantee you, you're going to hear me. Hallelujah. But I'm already praising God and thanking Him. Hallelujah. It's done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's take these offerings. There's mine right there, Pastor. Hallelujah. Lord, we sow this seed. We thank You for the abundant harvest on it.